listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome once again to Grave Discussions. I am one part of your fiendish podcast duo, Barnabas. And I am the second half of the most unholy duo, Samael. It's a duo. Yeah. A duo. Duo. A duo. Duo. Um, welcome once again. This is episode four, Gutting the Slasher Genre. Um, we're going to have a pretty intimate discussion today about the state No of, homo. No, none at all. <laughs> about uh, the the state of the slasher subgenre of horror movies. And kind of just an overall like discussion about slashers. But basically like how... Like, they're not really that relevant anymore or, like, that good anymore. Um, so, I don't know. We're big fans of slasher movies, so this is, like, a deep topic for us. Oh, yeah. We've been huge fans of the slasher genre since we were kids, even when me and Barnabas met. Uh, we were both at the park, and uh, I was wearing a Jason mask, and he was wearing a ghost face mask from Scream, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm yeah. the guy around here that, that chases kids around with the mask. You like slashers, too? Yeah, I like Jason. I like Scream. Oh, my God, yeah. me, too. So you can understand that we're pretty passionate about this topic for people that have been watching this since we were, like, seven years old, six, seven years old. And, uh, you know, me and Barnabas have been hanging, uh, hanging around each other a lot lately, the past year more so. Uh, we just recently, you know... <laughs> Started hanging out a lot more. We've been friends for a while. But, uh, you know, I uh, suffered an injury. So he came and visited me every week. And each week we would watch uh, a horror movie for the most part. And, uh, you know, we would... We would kind of discuss the horror movie as it's going on because, you know, we both like the technical aspects of horror movies and, you know, the whole feel of them. And uh, it brought us to even making this, you know, like, podcast. It's yeah. like, yo, bro, like, Barnabas had the opportunity to make this podcast and he asked me if i would like to tag along with him and now we are finally on the episode that i've been dying pun intended to talk about yeah it's it's been a long time coming we've been kind of like alluding to slasher movies uh over the last three episodes with like victor crowley and stuff so yeah we're really passionate about the subject slashers are like some of our favorite horror movies of all time and they're kind of like the building block of the horror genre in general i mean like what's scarier than some like crazy ass like huge guy like bursting into your house and like killing you especially if you're like a teenager yeah for real imagine like remember those days and all those of you that are in high school or you know well past that imagine those days in high school you're going somewhere with a bunch of friends you check out an abandoned house and the people that you've known for the longest just start getting murdered all in front of you. It was it was kind of intriguing to me when I was a kid. Uh, it wasn't more so the blood and guts that kind of drew me toward the slasher genre or to the horror genre in general. I think it was just the atmosphere of the movies. The you know our 
same way you know our need to be loved humans have this need to be scared we have we have to have that fight or flight response when there's really no danger it kind of kind of gets our endorphins rushing and everything so yeah and today we got to talk about kind of the degradation of the slasher genre we're going to talk about one what caused the degradation of it two who's to blame three what can we do about it and four i would say our overall opinion on the whole thing because i mean growing up watching michael myers and jason and i know what you did last summer and scream and then now to go to the movie theaters and see something like you know like on the like really really low level of good slasher like victor crowley after watching after watching every single jason michael myers freddy like the majority of like the 80s slashers and then watching the victor crowley remake and it's sad attempt at money grabbing and we're gonna discuss all of this today shark jumping money grabbing and all the stuff that bothers us everything that's wrong with the horror genre how hollywood ruined ruin the horror genre let me say that one more time hollywood ruined the horror genre okay let's count to three one two three hollywood ruined the horror genre okay just needs to get that off my chest (laughs) (laughs) no i i I can agree with that but we're gonna talk about like the good in the slasher genre right now oh yeah too of course I mean, there's shining lights, you know, in there. You have to dig. You got, you really got to dig. You have to dig. You got to be like a dog. Yeah, you have to dig the shit out of it. Yeah, just dig the fucking (laughs) shit out of it. Pretend you buried a bone years ago, and now they're they only release shitty flavored bones, and you're like, where's that good bone I had all years ago? So you go, you dig that up, and you eat that shit. Yeah. Yep. And that's what we're gonna do today. We are gonna eat that shit. We're gonna eat the bone. Yeah. (laughs) Pause. Pause. We're not going to eat shit on this podcast. Yeah. Even if we did, it's not like you'd know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So that's coming up in our main segment. Uh, We've got the the usual kind of stuff lined up today. Um, We're going to go over the trailer of the week. I'm excited for that. That's a good one. Um, hopefully, hopefully, one. I mean, <laughs> you never know. Like I said, yeah. Hollywood, right? Hollywood tends to upset us. It's definitely going to be like a, a like a bigger movie. I I'm think, trying not so to get we'll my see. hopes up, even yeah. for like for something like that. Yeah, especially with like all these new releases. Mm. Like I think like. I don't know. Nowadays, where the horror genre is going, like everything seems like a money grab. Yeah. I don't think there's much thought put into these movies. I think you know, they find a mediocre writer, and yeah. then they just wing it. I think that's what all, all these horror movies seem like. They're winging it. That's yeah. what's been pissing me off. Like, the plot doesn't seem like well thought out, and it seems like the focus on every single movie, like there's not a focus on emotion. Mm-hmm. It's mostly a focus on the story. And a focus on, like, the characters in depth. And then yeah. they end up dying anyway. I mean, that's not, like, a bad thing, though, no, no. you know. But you gotta have something that, like, is gonna get people's attention and actually be, like, relevant and good. You can't just talk... You can't have a shitty story and you can't have shitty characters and that's, like, all you focus on, you know. Yeah, and nowadays, like, you'll see one of, like, these horror movies nowadays, like, there'll be a really big amount of character development and backstory mm-hmm. and then everyone just gets butchered anyway. It seems sort of, like... Yeah, what's the point? Anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're gonna do that, then fuck it. Just like go back to the roots. Just have a bunch of kids in a car driving somewhere. You know, they like talk or whatever, but that's it. And then they just get killed. Like, yeah, man. We don't need no. 
in-depth explanation yeah. of every single character that's about to be butchered. Yeah. Like, I don't care what Jim does on <laughs> Thursdays or how good he is at solving yeah. puzzles if he's just going to get his head turned 180 exactly. degrees and snapped. Like, yeah. we know we know what you're trying to do. So, you know, you don't have to go into this, like, 30-minute tirade with, like, flashbacks and shit about what Susie's mom did when they went to get ice cream. Like, it doesn't yeah, fucking see, matter, you know? It seems like the character development now is just filler in the movies. That's yeah. what I think. Anyway, so we'll see about this trailer. We've got a, a great movie lined up for you yes. with the cult corner that is kind of tied into our main segment. It's a slasher movie mm-hmm. that we both uh, enjoy a lot. And then um, we've got, of course, the chopping block at the end um, with uh, a film that we just recent, we just watched like a few hours ago. Um, so we're going to get into all of that. But first, we've got um, all the horror news that's coming out recently. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah, we've got some... This one... Crazy news. This one is great. You wouldn't have expected this unless, you know, you you, you follow horror really, really closely. This this one, we didn't even know about. And we're like, (laughs) we're always on point and on time with all the news. This one just came out of nowhere, it seems. March 21st. Yeah. Is that today? Yeah. Holy shit, that's today. It is today. So, So, just announced today is basically a reboot of a classic horror villain leprechaun dun 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 shout out warwick davis yep however however it is not warwick davis not this time nope they're bringing back leprechaun which well let me first start off by saying they technically tried to bring back leprechaun sort of with that leprechaun origins garbage i don't know if you saw that no but i saw where they took the motherfucker to the hood it was like yeah but that was still like part of the normal like it it was but it was eh, yeah i don't really count those it was still warwick davis it was still leprechaun but it was like come on really yeah and they made two of those motherfuckers (laughs) too back to the hood why I Why'd the, you even go I to the, the hood one with in the, the first casino, place? Where he really yeah. saw the guy in half? I think that I was fucking lo- part three, three? Or two. Yeah, part three. Cause I think it was part three. Where yeah. the fuck did part two take place? Oh, I don't remember. Because part one was in that forest or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If with, I remember with correctly. With Jennifer it's, Aniston. It's, it's yeah. been a second. <laughs> yeah, it was part two or three, but I really liked that one. But but anyway, but, but no, there was like a couple years ago, it was called Leprechaun Origins, and it, it wasn't like directly tied in with the original films with Warwick Davis but I think that they were still trying to that was a shark jump movie for sure because they were trying to mark it off like oh, yeah. that brand but the, the leprechaun was like this like weird looking like monster like it didn't look like a leprechaun it was just this like creature thing and the movie was trash so forget all about that this is like going back to the roots of that series yes actually bringing back the leprechaun character but it is not Warwick Davis. Uh, it is Lyndon Porco. I've never heard of him. No disrespect, but I've never heard of him prior. No, me neither. Um, but apparently he stars in the uh, sci-fi original series Channel Zero, which oh, I've, really? I've been meaning to watch. But yeah, that's like, uh, if you haven't watched Channel Zero, it's like uh, it's kind of like an anthology series. Mm-hmm on sci-fi um it looked creepy and i've never seen it but he is um a, a star in that show and he's the new leprechaun so yeah it, the, so the new leprechaun is actually going to be done by sci-fi which makes sense mm-hmm. because like i Channel think this Zero's is going to be show. a straight to sci-fi type of movie right probably yeah because that's what they usually and this do. is going to be according to this 25 year later sequel to the original leprechaun nice yeah. Um, same, same thing that Halloween is kind of doing. Yeah, sort They're of. They're doing like a 
30 something year later thing mm-hmm. and you know it's a direct sequel to Halloween 1 completely ignoring the rest of the franchise yeah I think that's what this one's trying to do because uh, yeah probably I, I mean like you mentioned that shark jumping is kind of embarrassing yeah. for the series yeah and I think the you know I think someone who had a passion for like the horror genre I don't know who picked this movie up or who's directing it but he's probably a fan of the original leprechaun because now they got john carpenter doing the halloween you know sequel yeah. well actually i learned that he i don't think he's directing but i think he's like the producer on that film really? i think there's a different director but he's as a producer he's gonna have obviously like a, a creative you know yeah it's gonna be good to see his perspective control over it, it so. yeah he should have a lot of creative control yeah. Because, I mean, even the idea of Michael, mm-hmm. you know, he thought of it. Yeah. And then, like, he just, you know, gave it to a bunch of people to just run with. And mm-hmm. they, they ran all the way into the ocean with it. Yep. So, uh, just a little bit of information on this one. It's going to be called Leprechaun Returns. Um, and the article says presumably going to be released around St. Patrick's Day of 2019, which makes sense. Um and there, there are some there's a returning star um mark holton who is reprising the role of ozzy from the original film i don't i don't remember uh, who that was but anyway um it, so it's supposed to take place 25 years after the events of the 1993 original which found a maniacal leprechaun doing whatever it takes to track down his stolen pot of gold leprechaun returns finds the leprechaun revived in the modern day when a group of sorority girls unwittingly awaken him while tearing down a cabin to build a new sorority house fucking sorority girls yeah so it's got kind of, it's definitely like a contemporary plot but i don't know i mean you know sorority girls teenagers sounds like the makings of a classic I was slasher say, movie it has all the ingredients yeah it has all the ingredients let's see if they can you know just take this in the right direction because i'm so sick of these prequels and these sequels and these remakes, like these shit ones like Jeepers Creepers 3. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of them making a mockery of things I grew up with just, you know, for a money grab. And what's the point? If you know the movie's going to bomb, like you you wrote it. You, If you think that this is a piece of gold that you are writing and then everyone tells you it's a piece of shit, like how do you... How do you, like, go on continuing to be a director? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you, people who, who are huge fans, huge fans of the genre will, will watch these remakes and these prequels. And then, you know, when we're disappointed, who gives a fuck? Nobody. Yeah. The directors don't give a shit. They don't care about our two cents. You, you already gave them this your seven bucks for your movie ticket. Yeah. And that's all they needed from you. They don't need another seven from you. Yeah, if it makes enough money, they're going to try to make another movie. But I am excited for this one. It's got some really good creative talent um, in kind of, you know, the creative roles. So it's going to be written by Suzanne Kelly, who is a writer on Ash vs. Evil Dead, which we've talked about that Mm -hmm. show before. I love that show. Um, And directed by Steve Kostansky, one half of The Void's directing duo. I did see The Void. I really liked it. Um, It was definitely a different horror film. This is not quite in the same realm because the void was like this like trippy almost like hp lovecraft inspired like mm-hmm. sci-fi horror kind of thing um but you know they've got the chops for it though and um i am excited for the new actor Lyndon porco um there's a teaser for him 
as the leprechaun mm-hmm. up already you can see that on youtube and uh, we were both pretty impressed like he looks good as the leprechaun he, he, looks he really he really resembles warwick davis other than the the contact lenses yeah. he's wearing and he looks more evil in this he does yeah like he, he actually appears to be evil like i mean in the original one like he has like the long nails and like the weird teeth yeah. but he just looks like your goofy little leprechaun like yeah. <laughs> you know people even walked up to him in the movie hey little guy no one's gonna walk up to this motherfucker and be like hey how's it going no. this he, thing is clearly a demon like, <laughs> he looks super creepy and um his his voice is definitely different and i think it's gonna take me a little while to get used to his voice yeah it's gonna probably but, take me the first 30 minutes of the movie to get at least the 30 minutes sort of straight him yeah. like him being in the movie to yeah. for me to get used to him but hopefully it's not one of those movies where the build-up is like 50 minutes and then we only see 20 minutes more. of him i don't think so because like the, the the original series is like so it just gets right into it yeah he appears in every single shot every yeah. frame so i mean you know hopefully if they kind of have that kind of mindset going into it i think it's going to be really good but i like the look of him as a leprechaun so um yeah i mean i'm excited for it all right so moving on now we've got another pretty interesting bit of horror news this one i'm not gonna lie this one kind of pissed me off when i yeah. read it. i know you got pissed off when you read this yeah too. i did so you guys probably like me are fans of the paranormal and if you remember you know the early 2000s correctly you'll remember the grudge and you'll remember the grudge too its predecessors you know the original japanese version juan and juan 2 so now what we're looking at is another reboot of the fucking grudge yeah. why there's just no point you have the original film you have a remake you have a fucking sequel to the remake. I think there was even a sequel to the original Japanese film. Yeah, there is. A, I have that one on DVD. So, why? Just why? Like, it hasn't even been that long. Well, I mean, it, it's been almost like 20 years or something. Well, not, Has it, I mean, not it was quite, like, like 15 like, years or something. It wasn't like 05 or something, 06? Yeah, so like 13 years, which is like a, a lot of time. But, you know, that movie is still fresh in a lot of minds. Like, people who are watching horror movies today, like our age, or even like teenagers... They probably have seen The Grudge, or at least know about The Grudge. Why remake it? There's no point. I think it's a money grab because check out who's headlining it. Lynn Shea is in this. You guys know who Lynn Shea is, right? You remember her from Insidious and Insidious 2 and Insidious 3. And Insidious The Last Key. And The Last Key. <laughs> so now, now that, the, now that this generation of horror movie fans has gotten accustomed to who she is and what she's done for like the paranormal you know little subgenre of horror movies now they're putting her in this movie just so we see a familiar face yeah not a lot of people you know a lot of young kids today are gonna go see this obviously i think that's who they're targeting like 16 17 year olds oh yeah that's who they're targeting they're not targeting people who give a shit about the culture now this is this is the epitome of shark jump i mean this is a movie that doesn't need remaking this is like when i heard rumors they were remaking child's play we don't need a chucky remake we don't need a grudge remake imagine how pissed we're gonna be in 13 years when insidious gets remade or rebooted honestly it probably is going to or like the conjuring yeah that's gonna there's no fucking point there's no point to any of this it's it's all a money grab yeah and this that's well i don't want to get too deep into it because i just want to give the news but that's that's a that's a thing with like hollywood you know that some exec is like sitting in their fucking like golden chair yeah. in their boardroom <laughs> you know eating fucking 
gold-covered pre- grapes or so, some, some shit. Some pretentious fruit like a fucking yeah. pear. Like, his, like, <laughs> his, like, Asian servant is, like, bringing him, like, those giant-ass, those, like, giant-ass, like, chicken legs or whatever, yeah, man, you know? seriously. He's like, you know what we need? We need a... He's high as hell yeah. off, like, fentanyl. Like, he's like, yo, you know what we need to remake? We need to remake the grudge. Everyone's like, you know what, Jeff? Why don't you take a seat? Like, <laughs> take a seat, Jeff. I know you're the boss and all, yeah. but it is up to us to... To, you know, calm you down when you're talking crazy. But the grudge, out of everything, yeah. we just had rings, all right? And no yeah. one wanted that. I haven't seen it, but nobody wanted it. It was not that good. Ring one was memorable, okay? Yeah. The thing about these movies being so memorable is that they didn't have 84 sequels. Yeah. The ring had, what, ring, ring two, mm-hmm. and now rings, right? Yeah. And then grudge had, you know, the grudge one and the grudge two. And now we just now we need the grudge again. Like so, it, it's so stupid. They people just gotta get out of this mindset. Like, oh, you know what? It's been like twelve years. Let's bring it back for the mainstream audience so we can make some money. No, there's no fucking point. Look, it's not like movies have to have like a shelf life. You know how many movies there are that are still valid like to this day that have never been remade or like even had sequels. Like I've never seen a remake of the Cabinet of Doctor Calgary. Yeah, no. I've seen you know fan films like yeah. uh, there's this one director from YouTube he's an independent filmmaker Blinky 500 Chris R. Notoril he made The Cabinet of Chris R. Notoril but it was like a short 20 minute yeah. fan film that's not a remake though yeah it, and no, no one's like no one should be rebooting these things yeah like why Who? who's giving who, who is this ghost house pictures really look it, it's simple okay we are still watching movies from like the 70s and 80s and 90s that have never been remade and we're looking for these movies because they're out there and they're good movies but we're not trying to be like you know what i wish that there was a remake of hell night yeah no one or yo. nobody no no one ever no one wants to remake something that already sat well with us but i I bet you if that movie in particular was like bigger if it drew more people and if it had the kind of following that like friday the 13th has some fucking big wig would be like hey let's remake hell night but no there's no point it's just for money it's stupid anyway go ahead so uh (laughs) but there is a good thing about this one good thing and it's the producer. Yeah. Guess who's producing it, guys? Guess who? So the producer is Sam Raimi, who I really love Sam Raimi. I love all, pretty much all his shit. He's had his hits and misses and stuff, obviously. More hits but, and misses, I would say. I love Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Drag Me to Hell was like a win. Obviously. With a capital W. Yeah. Obviously love the Evil Dead. Even kind of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, uh, and like all that weird you're shit pushing that he's it. done. <laughs> yeah. Well... Um, but he's serving as a producer, so maybe there's, like, some, you know, hope, but I don't know. There's still no point. There's a minor ray of hope, but when's the last time we've heard of something, like, huge from Sam Raimi? So, I don't want to, I don't want to assume anything, but this might be, like, an easy money grab for Sam. Yeah, could be. Anyway, continuing on, um, this is actually relevant to the Grudge remake, and this is also probably going to piss you off. I didn't know about this. You Potentially about a remake of Pet Cemetery. Now, so this is a little different because I don't think there's been a remake past the original, am I right? Right. It was only I Pet Cemetery so. and Pet Cemetery 2. Yeah. So Pet Cemetery where the kid gets killed, 
And then Pet Cemetery 2, where the fat kid's stepdad gets killed, and they bring him back to life, and he starts murdering people, and then they turn into evil, and then so on and so, so yeah. forth. So, this one's a little different, because it hasn't been remade before. Do I think that it still should be done? Not really, because I, I think that the original Pet Cemetery is so iconic already that there really isn't much point um but according to this article on dread central it's still just a rumor that they're going to be shooting this remake um via omega underground says that filming on the remake will begin in toronto this may but it has not been confirmed yet so i don't want to dwell on this one too much because it's not been confirmed yet so we'll try to keep up with this see if it's actually happening or not i wouldn't mind because uh i don't know if you noticed but uh if you guys ever watched starry eyes the the guys who directed starry yeah. eyes are allegedly supposed to be directing pets i love that movie i love starry eyes too that shit scared the fuck out of me so it, turned into a reptilian at the end of it. that yeah. was fucking sick so it could be good if it does happen we'll see we'll keep up with it um but now it is time for our very first segment of this episode the terrifying trailer of the week <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. And today, we bring you the man, probably not, the myth that is Slenderman. And there's an upcoming film set for this year called Slenderman. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I mean, they made a, a few sort of uh, Slenderman movies. You, you see that Marble Hornets movie, yeah. Always Watching? Yeah. And then there's The Tall Man. Both of these, I think, are on Hulu. Was, was Always Watching, like, the sort of documentary-style one? Yeah, it was, like, the, the mockumentary where yeah. this guy, he, he starts liking this girl at this party, and mm. then shit just goes downhill. Okay. And then... I'm actually thinking of something different, because I think I caught like some part of uh, an actual like documentary sort of thing on tv oh, really? where they were exploring like the actual reality of like the slender man myth i don't think i caught that i don't remember what it was called but i was super intrigued by it i think i had to go somewhere so i didn't get to sit down and watch it but i was really intrigued by it and they were like talking to these like young girls who were really into like all the marble hornet stuff on youtube and there was actually stuff surrounding them where, like, I think somebody, like, went missing or died or something. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, all concerning, like, Slenderman. And these girls actually thought that Slenderman was real. And this was, like, real life. So, I don't know. It, it, it's, a, it's like, a crazy ass. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to call it right now. Here's my prediction. I think, before watching the trailer and before I get slaughtered for this, um, I think the Slenderman movie is going to be bad. Only because, think about it, recently those that girl killed her friend, whatever, because Slenderman told her to. Yeah. So now I think this is just kind of like capitalizing on like... Yeah. on the myth and all the like the real life events of like mental illness that's cycling yeah, yeah. through our society with the whole people actually believing in this myth of this Sumerian demon with no face you know like <laughs> I mean let's be real I, I think we all knew that a big budget Slenderman movie was coming yeah eventually but I do hope that it's actually good because the creepypasta the whole origin of Slenderman online I am super interested by it, and I think it's actually really creepy because there's this whole cult culture around it. Yeah. But I just don't want the actual movie movie just to be another money grab. So If it's as good as... Uh, have you played Slender the Arrival, the game? No. It's so creepy. I, I turned on my subwoofer while I was playing it, and like my whole room was vibrating. It was just that... Throughout, anytime you see Slenderman in videos and stuff like that, yeah. you'll, you'll hear that weird noise, especially in that game. And like that... 
if you guys if you can get your hands on slender the arrival it's like three bucks you could get it from like i don't know the microsoft store or the yeah. playstation store it's worth it because it's hands down better than a lot of paranormal movies i've seen Dang. yeah that's saying a lot yeah it is and hopefully this movie will like top it because mm-hmm. i mean for 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 such a huge 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 thing to suck would suck in itself like <laughs> yeah. i mean all I all of these all these myths is he real is he not real mm. is this is this movie based on a true story did, the, did that girl really kill her friend because she was you know conditioned to believe in the slender man and da, 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 or is he real and i think i think this movie is just going to capitalize on all of that stuff all of the misfortune and all of the creepypasta rumors and myths and stuff and my my opinion before you, I never saw the trailer I'm gonna say right now I never looked it up myself I knew that this was coming out later on in the year but every time I see anything big become popular I always assume it's gonna bomb yeah because I'm always let down yeah I mean can it's been a while since I've walked out of a theater and been like holy shit that was a great horror movie. Yeah. It's been a seriously long time. The last time I walked out of a movie theater and been like, holy shit, that was a great movie. It wasn't a horror movie, but it was fucking weird. Shutter Island. You remember when we went to go yeah. see that? <laughs> That's that. That I left the theater not knowing who the fuck I was. Yeah. Like, yo, am I Samuel or am I... Who's that fucking... What was the name of that motherfucker? I don't, I don't remember. I don't know, but I thought I was him by then. Yeah. That shit. See, that's how you need motherfuckers feeling. You don't need people walking out the movie theater like, I could have spent $7 on a crack rock instead of this movie and been happier, you know? Like, <laughs> All right, so let's get ready to check out this trailer. As always with this segment, you can watch along with us since you're just going to be hearing the audio for the trailer and we're actually going to be watching it. Um, or you could not. You can go fuck yourself. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to do. I don't, that works too. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. All right, here we go. camera work that that weird sound in the background i like that too gives you this like weird vibe that something unnatural is going to happen but then there's the cliche someone's disappeared people don't just disappear (laughs) (laughs) then the whole you see the whole police squad looking for this girl and so far positive things uh the positive things are the cinematography and the score Uh, negative things is the people don't just disappear cliche just the kind of the Hollywood feel of it this is what we're kind of afraid of the atmosphere looks pretty good so far but um, we're only like 30 seconds in so let's continue that was kind of evil daddy yeah I like the dolls that was sick Okay. Yep. So, um, kind of cliche so far. Yeah, pretty cliche. 
once he gets in your head, he's like a virus. We've heard that in so many movies. I mean, that's kind of typical with the whole Slenderman mythos anyway. Um, but uh, I feel I feel like this should be a trailer for, like, The Ring. Like, it's got that feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, it has that, like, really dark yeah. undertone to it, but... We haven't seen anything scary yet, though. Yeah, it's just like we saw a shadow creeping under a door and a little girl screaming on a bed. Yeah. But the question is why? Yeah. All right, let's, let's continue. See if the rest of us can answer any of these questions we have. slap the shit out of her <laughs> the fuck yeah so i mean that was kind of interesting i get it because i think the whole thing behind slender man is that it's supposed to kind of like like if you see him he like he like influences you. you to like just do like violent and terrible shit so i kind of get like where you know it got that from in this trailer um but it kind of seems like your typical hollywood Money grabbing ho- horror movie say. at this point. That's what I was gonna know. say. It's all it's all a cliche. Even in the trailer, you see flashes of people, you know, having seizures or whatnot, and then bugs crawling on their face, and then a girl in a bathtub with hair that's seven feet long getting her hair brushed. Like, what the fuck is going on? You can't just show us weird shit that's <laughs> yeah. going that just happens to happen after Slenderman shows up, and be like, yeah, this is great. I don't know. Hopefully, we see more of the actual monster actual Slenderman. Slenderman. Cause that, movie. that I mean, we didn't see. We saw Shadow. We didn't see him a lot in like Marble Hornets, but when we did see him, yeah. that was freaky as shit. Yeah, man, he was just. There's a lot of scenes actually where they don't, uh, they don't point it out with like any creepy music. You could see him in the background. Yeah, those like, are my in, in every shot. Those, like those are like my favorite sh- shots in those because it's just creepy. Like he's just in the background. This doesn't seem like the creepy pasta Slender Man. This is no. Hollywood Slender Man. This is Hollywood Slender Man. Let's finish up the trailer and then we'll give our final thoughts. You see it? Let me guess. Now she turns around and he's there. like it's trying to do a lot of the ring kind of stuff fuck (laughs) yeah fuck no this is not okay (laughs) i don't think they should make this tell us how you really feel this is not fucking okay they shouldn't make this into a fucking movie i was i was like slightly like one percent excited when i saw that shadow the first clip though yeah when i saw the shadow let's see 
In 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 any of like the mockumentaries, in the video games, even in like the creepy pastas, like when they're describing it, you're not hiding behind the tree because he sees you, and then you pop out, and then he's watching you from the back. As soon as you arrive to said location where he's at, you're walking around, and he's already in the background, just staring at you. You don't notice him. He just following you but this one seemed to allude to the fact that like you're running from him and you can't get away because yeah. at the end we are slender man and it seems like, like he's, he's a stalker monster kind yeah of, kind of thing and that's yeah. and it showed him attacking in the yeah in the thing like he grabbed the woman by her like, i don't think he does that no he just i mean when you even in the like games and in the movies yeah. he never really hurts anyone by himself mm. you just kind of see it he from makes their people perspective. hurt each other like yeah. he did with that girl with when she stabbed herself yeah or, or like he just makes them go crazy and then they just die randomly yeah. in a in the forest like yeah for malnutrition you know? right <laughs> what is this bro? I, I don't know i'm gonna call it right now since this looks kind of like that typical hollywood movie they're gonna like band together some shit and they're gonna like find some like weird like backstory and like a library book yeah, they're gonna, or something some, and then they're, they're gonna, gonna like, like do some dumb shit and they're gonna like kill him or I, something it's gonna be like hey i know i haven't really professionally researched a day in my life but somehow i came across these ancient sumerian <laughs> manuscripts that say everything we need to know about this beast that were given to me by by the library lady at the counter like what right you just walked up to this old lady who has a daughter named jessica and jessica likes to smoke a lot of weed and i'll just <laughs> Jessica's mom's working at the library, and Jessica's mom knows where Sumerian manuscripts about the exact entity you are thinking of are located, and they happen to be located only at your local yeah. library. And she's gonna say some shit like, "My daughter went through the same thing." Yeah. Like, what the fuck? No, we don't. We don't need this. No. This this is money grabbing at its finest. I think. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. Um, I don't know if there's a so the U.S. release date is August twenty fourth. Hey, maybe they've got some time. Go back and do some reshoots and fucking make it a good movie, you know? Yeah, bro, seriously, because that trailer looked terrible. Yeah, the... Uh, who... The, as soon as he's inside of you, it's like a virus. Blah, 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 blah. Cue seizures. Everyone's having seizures. Now there's a girl in the bathtub walking backwards and yeah. doing all this shit. We don't... <laughs> we don't need, like, mindless creepiness. Yeah. There needs to be some substance. There's no substance in these movies. No. You directors seem very uninspired. Yeah, I think... I think that they are. All right, we're going to move on. Um, the, check out the trailer for Slenderman. Let us know what you think. Personally, I, I don't think we're very impressed by it. If you're like five years younger than us, then I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I don't care what some fucking 17-year-old, I think it looked like a good horror movie. Learn what cliches are, all right? Yeah. That whole trailer was chock filled with cliches and like... Let's be real. That seventeen-year-old's favorite horror movie is probably like this, the the Purge, but the, like purge, the sequel yeah. to the Purge. Yeah, the you know? fucking what's it called? Election year or yeah. Anarchy? Whatever the fuck. Whichever. They shark yeah. jump too. Yeah. I only watched the first Purge, and then when they're like, "Hey, there's I a don't sequel," even like, get into it. nah, I don't want to see what. Ha- I thought they already ended the Purge after yeah. like murdering those people. Now we got another two. I don't even want. Me. I don't even want to get into it. Moving on, the next segment that we are going to discuss is, of course, the Cult Corner. So for this episode's Cult Corner, we're going to kind of discuss um, a slasher that I feel is very, very low-key, but that we both really liked, and it's going to be kind of a nice lead-up into our main discussion about the slasher movie subgenre, and for this episode, in the Cult Corner, we're going to talk about 
Valentine. Yeah, but you weren't expecting that shit, were you? You heard of Valentine? Who's that guy from uh from Angel? David Boreanaz. David Bo- David Bor. <laughs> Bor- Look at that. B O. Oh, let me see. B O R E A N A S. You guys know who that motherfucker is. The guy that. No, that's a Z. It's a Z at the end. David Boreanaz. Oh, shit. He plays Angel in. Well, then I can't read for shit. Yeah. I think you're a little dyslexic, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm ton. <laughs> So, David Boreanaz, who um, played Angel in Angel, yeah. and who also played Angel in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is um, one of the main stars in Valentine. But, all joking aside, this was actually a great slasher This was movie. a really, really good movie. I saw that I rented this from a local video store when I was, like, maybe... Um, I would say I was in third grade when I saw this. This came out when I was in second grade. I watched it like a year later. 2001. Yeah, my sister, uh, she went to, you know, the video store. She rented it. We popped it in the VHS. (laughs) What do you know about that? If you don't know what a VHS is, don't don't listen to these shows, okay? (laughs) Yeah, we don't care about your opinion. (laughs) So fucked. (laughs) No, we do. Like, if you're like, if you you happen to be like a 17-year-old kid who's like... You know, but Black Christmas paved the way for a lot of slashers and even led up to... It's like, yo, yo, oh, yo, you don't even got to talk anymore, okay? I understand. You know your shit. Yeah. Like, but it, but if you're like... Uh, what's what's a dumb-ass horror movie? Ah, oh, fuck. Name anything after 2008. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll name every fucking... <laughs> like, if you think paranormal activity is, like, the greatest thing in the entire fucking world, then uh, I don't think you need to be here. You should, like, Enjoy. eat... <laughs> you should, like, eat bricks with, like, no discretion. Like, you should just eat bricks... And don't let anybody tell you that you can't, because you can, and I believe in you. There you go. There's some inspiration. There's some inspiration. Some positivity to this this angry show we've been having today, thanks that, to... That's our quota, though. No more inspiration. Just negative, yeah. negative nihilistic yeah, just shit from ni- now on. We're just nihilists. We don't even... <laughs> the earth is flat. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> all right. That, we draw the line there. That's Come where on. we draw... Uh, draw we draw the, the curve. We draw the we curve. We draw the curve uh, there. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so... Valentine uh, is a classic slasher movie from 2001. I never even heard about this movie until Sam just kind of like told me about it. Yeah, I was surprised you didn't know because like, you know, Barnabas is a guy who knows his shit. I mean, to the T. I mean, he has a degree in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I like to think so. Yeah. It, it brings some some sort of, uh, you know. <laughs> like credibility yeah, to our podcast. Yeah, some sort of credibility, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're just listening to me rant here, you might be like, hey, fuck this guy. <laughs> Barnabas is here to say, you know, no, this guy's right. Yeah. I feel what he feels. Yeah. And now we're here talking to you about Valentine. This is yeah. the most underrated 2000s slasher movie, I think, just because Barnabas hasn't heard of it. That's where yeah. I get my... It, it is very... Where, that's why I think. It is very underground, though. I mean, when you think of, like, early 2000s um, horror movies, you think of, like, The Grudge, and you, you think of all that other shit, but Valentine, not so much. Yeah, if I brought up Valentine to most people, they wouldn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. It's actually got kind of a big cast, though. I mean, David Boreanaz and then Denise Richards I think we all know who Denise Richards we is we all know who Denise Richards yeah. is she plays the the main girl and also Catherine Heigl is in it like I didn't know that I was like damn it's Catherine yeah Heigl. I remember when we watched yeah. that <laughs> so I mean it's got a pretty big cast but the, you know it, it wasn't I, th- I feel like it wasn't marketed very strongly um, probably didn't really go Good to theaters thing, otherwise we'd be watching a remake this <laughs> yeah, year probably yeah exactly <laughs> damn <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. So, bang, bang. Yeah, the movie is super underground. um, But basically, it is about 
five women who Denise Richards and Catherine Heigl are, are part of that group of women um, are stalked by an unknown assailant while preparing for Valentine's Day. Yep, we got your typical five white girls here. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. got, so, uh, I don't know their names, but there was a... There was like a, so I think there was a Paige, which is played by Denise Richards. There was Dorothy, who's played by Jessica Capshaw. Lily Voigt, who's played by Jessica Caulfield. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Catherine Heigl and Hetty Burris. Those are like the main girls. So you got the fat girl, who's now not fat anymore. You got the 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 quiet girl. She's still quiet, but she's a lot prettier. Yeah. You got the you know. <laughs> the popular girl that was like the, the darker brunette you know she was supposed to be like the the promiscuous one out yeah. of the group and then you know you got the other two basically you got your whole click set up here yeah. and what's going on is they're getting these 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 uh these Aren't they like valentine's day cards yeah they're getting these you know candy grams and shit yeah. they're getting these candy grams and there's poems and the poem is addressed with certain initials of a kid that they all bullied mm-hmm. and rejected when they were younger. And he's like, he sends them like a box of chocolates with cockroaches in it and all this stuff. And the reason the kid's doing this is because at the beginning of the movie, you know, one girl, you know, he danced with this one girl that was nice to him. And then later on, he goes to, to this, you know, fat girl. No offense to fat people, but objectively she was fat. Like you know, like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. this fat girl. So he goes, this nerdy kid goes up to this fat girl, and they start making out underneath the bleachers. And then uh, they're like, "Hey, look, he's making out with the cow." And uh, she's like, I-, "I was not. He was attacking me." So the kid gets bullied, yeah. and then we see a key clue to who the killer is. The kid gets a nosebleed. Now, as the killer is killing people throughout the film. As he's like strangling them and stabbing them, his nose will start to bleed, yeah. and that—that's how you know. Like, all right, this is for sure the guy that we saw at the beginning that you guys were being a fucking asshole to. So right. I'm just waiting to see, you know, these people get what have what they have coming to them. So throughout the movie, uh, camera work—it didn't seem like a one movie. That's what I liked. Like the like, it seems so modern. Like if you watch Valentine yeah. right now in HD, the only way you'd be able to tell what er- era it's from is when they were in the club, and like yeah, <laughs> and they were they were at that uh or like the art gallery, the art gallery or whatever, what yeah. kind of music was playing that yeah. like fucking Bauhaus or whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck. Who listens to Bauhaus? <laughs> but even just the general like aesthetic of the movie was very like early 2000s oh yeah their style you can tell so definitely way i mean in a way way different than like an 80s slasher but also kind of not because you have really like the most stereotypical cliche cliche shit from that like that era you know yeah this is like your uh urban legends or i know what you did last summer this this falls into that category of slashers. It's not your supernatural, uh, you know, killer yeah. just killing people or some crazy guy out the hospital. This mm. is like strictly like revenge. Yeah. So like if you grew up in the '90s though, like all this basically hits home to you. Yeah. Because that's like what was going on, like how it looked, how it sounded with the score. Yeah, you guys remember 2001 yeah. and shit. I mean, we were young. I mean, I don't think there was like Nickelback playing in the movie. Yeah, but it was you know basically thank like God. Okay, thank God. Thank God. I <laughs> we would not be talking about it if there was Nickelback in the movie. Yo, bro, if anyone endorses Nickelback, I have big to offense <laughs> to Nickelback. We hate you, Nickelback. <laughs> so you made me depressed. Yeah, but it you know it's got 
that feel of 2001, which was an important element of like 80s slashers mm-hmm. and even and 90s slashers, you know, like they all used elements from their era. It's actually pretty rare that you get like a period slasher movie mm-hmm. because I feel like a slasher movie as like this whole concept basically draws on like what's going on in current culture Mm -hmm. exactly yeah like that's why like there's this whole big thing in slasher movies like when they first came out where you know it was like if you really committed like any sin like if you like had come back on yeah like like premarital sex or like if you did drugs there'd be some crazy ass killer who's gonna like (laughs) chop your head off with an axe and shit like these movies weren't used to you know keep people in check but they were like metaphors like yeah you know the impure fall basically mm-hmm. i think was what these movies were going at and this yeah. was one of those uh revenge movies where like you know the people were i mean this is one of those you kind of understand the killer you know motives yeah. like it's like he's killing people because i mean he got bullied to the point of not yeah. that i endorse it you know it's a movie like but don't expect people to not like do shit like that right. you know what i mean and that's what this was touching on back in the day be nicer to people yeah. like I think that's what all these movies alluded to, especially this one. Like, I mean, yeah, bull- bullying in that era, especially, was, yeah, it was like rid- it wasn't even bullying. It's like, hey guys, Tim's a nerd. You want to <laughs> set him on fire? Yeah. Like that's how they fucking bullied in one. Like we shit. talked about last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we were talking about the strangers, right? Yeah, man. People yeah, that was crazy. People that got bullied back in the day got it a lot worse. <laughs> Nowadays, like you look at a kid, you're like. Hey man, that shirt looks kind of weird on you. And then he like fucking writes his last note he'll yeah. ever write, and then he's gone forever. Like, oh yo God. man, chill out. People used to get like thrown into flaming dumpsters yeah. as like freshman initiations, you yeah. know? Like, chin up, man. Like that's what these movies are here to show you. Like, people understand that these bad things are happening. Why do you think yeah. they made it the central theme of the movie? Yeah. Like, it's a focus on revenge. Like that. <laughs> but that's what. Yeah. It's a focus intensely, not just on this on the plot, but it's in it's a focus on social issues as well that's what this movie touches on like Bart alluded to earlier like that's what people aren't grasping about like horror movies like especially early 2000s ones like I said the narrative was more so revenge like someone had been wronged so they came back for revenge yeah I mean I mean that is kind of the narrative back for the, back, back for older the, slashers too, but but older slashers they weren't kind of like they weren't like explicit. Some of them like were just the point fucking was. evil. Yeah, I mean know? some of them. It's like the, the the what what lesson does this teach about you know social issues? No, it doesn't. It tells you if there's three of you and you go into an abandoned yeah. house that you don't know who the fuck's in there, some eight foot monster can tear <laughs> your head off. Yeah. You you thought you were gonna go chill with your girlfriend, eat some Doritos or whatever the hell you do when you're in an abandoned house yeah. I don't know what do you do with it you just nowadays we all just go in an abandoned house and sit and look at our fucking phones yeah. take pictures selfie from abandoned house yo Snapchat. put this on every form of social media each yeah. form of social media has a different angle of the photo like what for the some fuck? reason there's like a flare on like the snapchat filter that that's says why, like creepy abandoned house and it's just like a little that's ribbon that's why horror <laughs> movies suck nowadays because like you can't have people doing shit like yeah. going into abandoned houses cause be like cause then it would be like some guy gets killed for being on his phone that's what we need to bring to the slash. Yeah. Some someone walking down the street. Oh look, I got a notification. Yeah. And then some guy with the with the pig mask just comes out of nowhere and just beats him with a hammer just because he was looking down at his phone and not looking in, in front of him. Nowadays, all horror movies teach that there is no hope because everyone dies. Yeah. Back in the day, they used to give you lessons like. 
yo, don't bully people. Yo, don't do dumb shit. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, anything you do, you're fucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's such much. a negative outlook. You on have that. you have a past. Die. Like, yeah, that's like basically how it is. Like, if 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 someone's ever trying to murder you, you're probably gonna be murdered. That's yeah. what these. It's like, yo, man, calm that shit down. Like, that's not realistic. Yeah. So Val- Valentine touches on a lot of those kind of themes. It touches on like love. I feel like it kind of touches on like the the dumb like Hallmark holiday yeah. that is Valentine's Day, because um, you have all these like he's sending out the cards and all this dumb shit. But no, we definitely recommend Valentine. If you're honestly, I would kind of describe it like this: like it's a 2001 slasher that simultaneously feels like a 1981 slasher and a slasher that's like ahead of its time i think uh out of early like out of early 2000 slashers this is one of the better ones so this urban legends urban legends final cut i know what you did last summer and i still know what you did last summer like all of those like i like all of those like these all are are in that category of like slashers that are like this should be a classic by now i'm sure there's forums on it i don't know i haven't looked it up because I just have my own opinion on it. But, like, the thing that stands out in this movie, too, is the mask that they chose. Yeah. It's, it's got pretty, a mask killer. Yeah, Cupid killer. Yeah. No one's ever done that before. No. I mean, my bloody Valentine, but it wasn't a Valentine killer. Uh, it wasn't a Cupid mask. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, this was this was really original. It's got an original killer. It's got a really interesting story with, like, a really good twist. It's oh, actually man, got twist? characters. We're not going to tell them about it. <laughs> I know, I know. But... The twist is really good. Yo, I gotta watch this fucking movie again. I know. <laughs> this It has rewatch value, yeah. too. This is one of your... Alright, I just got home from school at, and uh, I did my homework. It's 5 o'clock now. I'm about yeah. to head to the video store. It's a Friday. I'm about to relax. Yeah. You pop this bad boy in, and like this is one of those movies from that era. Like This was like the golden era of that. Because, like, I mean, that's when I got it. I was like 8 years old. Yeah. And my sister was just like, you want to watch this movie? Oh, it's, it's, is it a scary movie? Yeah, what happens? People get stabbed and yeah. shit. Alright, cool. <laughs> I think that's a perfect segue to our main segment. Uh Uh-oh. Because you're talking about, like, the golden era of kind of horror movies in general, but the golden era of, you know, like, slasher movies and, like, going out to, to pick stuff out at, like, the movie store and all this kind of stuff. But now, is the slasher movie subgenre dead? No! 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 Um... I don't think it's dead. I think it's just in a very bad state right now. What kind of gave me some sort of hope is uh, The Strangers Pray at Night. After we watched that, I was like, yeah. yo, some directors can still make good slashers. Yeah. Uh, obvious, you have to have one stupid people in the movie. They had that, let's all leave our phones at yeah. home in a place where we've never been. <laughs> the parents just of all things. Just in case we need to contact each other, we'll just yell. Like That was actually, that was, actually I don't th- know if we talked about it. I don't think we did in our review, but the, now that you say that, I, I can kind of realize that the parents were like the dumb ones in that movie, yeah. and the kids, the, the kids were pretty dumb too. <laughs> but but, all but, but they're survivors. They survived. The parents did not. They didn't make as many like idiotic mistakes as the parents did. No, so it's no. kind of a flip flop. It's interesting. So the strangers pray at night. I think was. Uh, it was it was on the right foot, right? Yeah, man. I think it's gonna. People need to step their game up. I think yeah. if I was a director who was directing slashers, if I've ever directed a slasher in the past like five years with the this trash that's been coming out, aside from like 
How how long ago was the Hatchet movies? Oh, that was like late two thousands when it started. Okay, so yeah. not including those. So yeah. there hasn't been a good slasher in a minute. I mean, probably if we like thought about it, we could probably think of like a really good slasher from like the t- last five years. But it's I don't know. It's hard. I I, like, I mean I I, really... I know you didn't like it, but I liked Open House. Yeah. So that I wouldn't I, I wouldn't see I wouldn't even really call that like a slasher slasher though like that's like a thriller yeah it's more of like a slasher. stalker thriller like a home invasion type movie which is not exactly like a slasher movie like what you would think of normally yeah i mean it just seemed no. like i don't know guy living in your house you don't know the reason there's no fucking reason he's just there to kill you and now he's going to other open houses he's about to kill some other people i think that was good like no no like they didn't elaborate on a shitty story or and like the character development was there because like by the end of the film you know i really didn't want you know the mom yeah or the kid to die obviously yeah i think that's fair so like it made the movie made you care about the characters yeah but it was also a no hope movie that's what was missing from like it being like a true like classical slasher movie yeah i can agree with that um but yeah i mean you know i'm sure they're out there but as far as actual like real slasher movies go like shit that you would think about when you think of a slasher movie yeah when over I like slasher, the last like five years there's not really anything like relevant when i, feel I like. when i think slasher like when someone's like yo name a slasher obviously first two i'm gonna say michael and jason yeah the killer from sorority house massacre yeah uh <clears throat> Would you count Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Obviously, so I would count Leatherface, yeah. Ghostface, like, Chucky, Freddy. See, see no, you know. like no modern movies come to mind when when I think like yo iconic slashers. Yeah. Like, At least not like in the last five years. I feel like Victor Crowley can kind of be yes, up there. Yeah, okay, but because as he's, as he's, far as like the two thousands go, I'm gonna say this. I think Hatchet is probably the king as far as uh, well. Okay, maybe not the king, but as far as like past 2005 i would say like around that era as far as like slasher movie villains go right because I mean, there are better slasher movies probably like i know what you did last summer actually i think that was like late 90s but you know what i mean like around that time yeah yeah i mean it's all the urban legends stuff like that you know maybe better but introducing like this like mainstay horror slasher villain victor crowley i think is probably still the best one i think a lot of the elements out of today's horror movie that are missing are like uh the the the, there's no really like there's not really a chase sequence yeah that makes you worry for like the the person's life like you don't give a shit about this person the whole movie yeah basically and you're not like oh your heart doesn't stop when they just get out get into a door and close it in time you know like you couldn't care less about the characters and you couldn't care less about what's going on like that's what it seems like nowadays there's no chucky anymore there's yeah. no ghost face well scream but, 4 came out in 2011 but see that's that, the last time we had a really good but see slasher. that's the thing yeah i know what you mean when you said that but technically those characters are still around but they're around in the form of sequels and remakes yeah that's the, that's another reason why the slasher genre died out or is dying out and i think we can both share our hatred of remakes for the most part yeah right yeah i think that's what killed uh all of you directors who made these remakes, you killed the genre. For real. Um, not not all of you, but as of recently. So let me let me elaborate. So when remakes started getting big, or at least when I was old enough to perceive that they're actually getting attention. Yeah. Uh, 
I think it was 2003 or four Texas yeah, Chainsaw Massacre. That. It was around. I remember when it came out because I remember every second of the movie. One, that's how you know it's good. Yeah. I only watched it like four or five times, you know, but it was good. See, and then I think after that, a few years passed, and then out of nowhere, I don't want to say this. It started with Rob Zombie's Halloween. All of these prequels, like he set a trend. People thought that I don't know why. People, I mean, I guess it grossed a lot. Yeah. So people were like, "Yo, I think that we should do the same thing Rob Zombie did. We should, we should buy the rights for this movie and we should just make some money off of it." I don't think that's what yeah. Rob Zombie did. I think he really put his, I guess he put his take on it. But it seemed yeah. like, but even just like doing that, yeah, you know, he kind of like like put it into people's minds. The only, uh, yeah, I think Rob Zombie's to blame. That, 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 yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to be like that. Obviously, no. But Sam don't get me wrong. It's just Rob Zombie. Don't get me wrong. I love everything else. I'm happy that the Devil's Rejects is having a sequel. I like Devil's Rejects a lot. Yeah. I liked House of a Thousand Corpses. What was that Salem movie where that? Which is or uh, Lords of Salem. Lords of yeah. Salem. I haven't seen Thirty One yet. I'm gonna get to it. But Rob Zombie's made some good shit. I have no beef with Rob Zombie. Yeah. Because of that, but. The amount of fuckery in the Halloween <laughs> remake, and I literally mean the use of the word fuck when I say fuckery yeah. now, not just fuckery as in, yo, what the fuck is this shit? So, like, every scene was like, you fucking bitch, make me some eggs. Yeah. You fucking pig, why don't there you get the fuck up, you fucking, you white trash bitch. Like, yo, man, <laughs> yeah. can you, like, calm that shit down? Do you see, do you see, when I was watching that movie, I'm like, yo, is am I watching a Halloween remake? Or am I just watching some people go at it in, like, you yeah. know, Georgia? Like, from Georgia. <laughs> like, is that what, what's going on right here? You fucking... You, yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, I feel you. In everything, you fucking this, you fucking yeah. that. Like, they, they went way too much into the backstory of Michael Myers. And this is the real curse of Michael Myers, not part six, the movie. Anyone that tries a remake now is just gonna, like, fucking... If you're not an original slasher, even yeah. if you are, like, you, there there's a huge risk your movie's gonna fucking suck. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, I mean, I guess money talks. So when people sell over the rights to a movie to, like, someone else. Yeah. That's I mean, that's what I really that's what I really think is to blame. Like, I mean, Rob Zombie kind of had a hand in it, I'm sure, with his remakes and stuff. But, I mean, there were there were remakes before that, um, like yeah, but the garage like the, and shit. I know, I know that. But I mean, there were this, there were this, good this, remakes. This was but. what you gotta admit. After you saw Rob Zombie's Halloween, how many remakes and prequels did we see? We yeah, saw a lot. We saw enough Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Like, we saw the beginning, we saw Texas Chainsaw 3D, and now last year you released that piece of shit Leatherface. Like, yeah. what is going on in Hollywood? Look, I, but I think it's definitely all of, like, the remakes and shit are to blame, even the good ones. It's just, like, the whole concept of the remake itself. I totally get why you do it. Obviously, it's for money because why else would you even want to reintroduce a character or a movie franchise into like mainstream culture if not to make money off it? I get it. I'm totally with like the whole concept of it. I'm a filmmaker, but even as a filmmaker, I want to I want to make some original shit that people are going to remember. That's like like the kind of recognition and respect that these like old 80s and like 90s and early 2000s original slasher movies have like i want to make something like that and have it be memorable rather than actually recreating nightmare on elm street or 
Halloween or Friday the 13th or whatever, you know? Like, that's how I feel about it. I think when you, like, start making all these remakes because you have this idea in mind, like, oh, hey, let's bring this back to current culture. I kind of get that, but I don't feel like you need to just completely, like basically defame like an original classic horror film to do that i think you can do that in lots of other ways like creating original material and like an actual good movie oh don't say original material to someone from hollywood you'll give no. them a headache yeah they'll be like what is that i don't I, know what, what are you that speaking is. chinese because i'm from uganda oh, like- original material okay i think it's as simple as that because now that's why we haven't seen a lot of original horror films or original slasher movies i should say i'm sorry besides like you know the couple that are like spread out here and there like the hills run red the final girls hills behind run, behind the mask you see that if you haven't the hills it. run red is a great example of something released in the last two final, decades final girls was great that's an original slasher movie that's good also yeah final girls there are a lot of them out there but you know they're not really like hitting like the mainstream like a lot of the hollywood produced shit which is mostly remakes are doing it's all like independent which you know i feel like that's the direction obviously that horror is heading into anyway like it's going to be run by these independent uh production companies and everything and directors that actually care and are actually producing original shit so yeah i don't know i feel like just remakes in general are to blame because then people realize that it's going to make money no matter what because like let's be honest even if you're a big time horror fan and you're against remakes you're probably at some point in your life still gonna end up watching the friday the 13th remake or whatever you know Yeah, that's what i was i was gonna say like as horror fans if you love jason if you love michael myers if you love freddy and you hear new movies coming out yeah you're gonna be fucking sad that it's a remake you're still gonna take your ass and pay seven bucks to watch yeah. it the, a little part of you is still gonna be excited you know hell so yeah it's all your fault is what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding but but like think about it nowadays but like, kind of <laughs> Look, so look at the Halloween remake. Yeah. Sucked, right? Then they made part yeah. two. That sucked even harder. Like yeah. it was such a shit movie. Nightmare on Elm Street. And then, and then That's how I feel about that. I I would rather let me not what get into what I'd rather ra- what would you rather do, Samuel? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather eat horse shit than watch Nightmare on Elm Damn. Street remake again, okay? Terrible. I'm just being I'm just being I'm being real with you guys because most I think most horror fans feel the way I do. Uh, I I would say like uh, like ninety percent at least at least because you know it you know how mad you get when you're like oh look a new a new uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie oh look another prequel another origin story stop with the origin story no one gives a fuck about these crazy fucks okay we want to see them kill people yeah we like look look at look at halloween 1978 john carpenter's halloween listen to the score cinematography wasn't great but that's not the point yeah the point is it was original as shit and it didn't elaborate on every character's life story here here's a great example okay of good slasher like character development that's not even really character development let me tell you the burning the burning the burning okay cropsy 
was like Absolutely. a caretaker or whatever at a, a summer at a, a, a summer camp. And he was a dick. And he was an asshole. Okay, so he fucked with people. The kids decided to play a prank on him. They burned him in his bed. They thought he was dead. He can't comes back as a fucking deformed psycho killer who kills people with garden shears. Okay, how is that? That is an original concept. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go, like, half a fucking hour into, like, Cropsy's backstory. And, like, if it was now, they would, like, show him with, like, his wife and, like, riding. Like, he, he's, like pushing their son on a tricycle in, like, slow-mo with, like, a fucking bright-ass son in the background. All right, and then you shit. see a semi-truck come and take out his wife yeah. and son, and that's why he's such a dick. And he's like, no, in, like, slow motion. And then you make us... And then you make people empathize with the killer. Yeah. How dare you, you pieces of shit. They, like, show him, like, without anybody else left alive in his family, like, sitting at a coffee table, drinking coffee, and he's looking all sad. <laughs> That's how it would be now. And the original burning... You didn't even... You didn't... You know what's funny is you did not over-exaggerate at all. I'm serious. That's, That's fucking, how they are now. You know why? Movies nowadays are fake deep. They try yeah. to appear like some sort of, like intellectual movie every movie just spews pseudo intellectualism down your throat they hold you down they kiss you and then at the same time they're kissing you they're spitting it down your throat we don't need all that that was an original concept we understood exactly why it happened these kids fucked with him by accident burned him because he was a dick so they decided to play a prank on him that's as simple as it gets you want to go deep with a horror movie don't do a slasher. There's no point. That's not yes, the point yes, of yes. a slasher. The slasher movie is intended to strictly be entertaining. And yes, it explores some themes like, oh, you shouldn't uh, have premarital sex. You shouldn't be doing drugs. You shouldn't be going to like these abandoned houses or you shouldn't bully people or whatever. But those are like simple themes that can be explored. You shouldn't read incantations that you found yeah. underneath your porch exactly. from a house you just bought. You Th- know, like- those are simple themes that can be made very deep and can be explored thoroughly but a slasher movie does that in very very subtle ways in fact almost not at all basically the whole existence of the slasher movie itself is as much of a like thorough examination of those topics that you need that's like my opinion you know you don't need a like a half hour fucking montage of like the killer like in his human form and his like backstory with his yeah we family. don't need you like, dissecting every character's psyche so you know how you yeah. know how the, you dissected a killer's psyche let me show you how john carpenter did it without any backstory besides this little fucker yeah. killed his sister so he's a kid right you see his sister and her boyfriend go upstairs they're doing you know what because she's buttoning up her shirt and he was watching them make out on the couch so one you see you they don't got to say it explicitly or show you flashbacks michael myers even as a kid he was like sexually repressed something was wrong with him even look through like every time there's a sex scene in any michael myers movie like he's like watching them even in the first one he was like you know watching bob and what's her name uh linda on the on the couch making out that tells you that the killer's already crazy. Uh, there's something wrong with him other than the fact that he stabbed his sister yeah. and now he escaped. And that's why he's he's there in his hometown because that's yeah. where he lived. He went back to his house. He sees his house is gone. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's fucking gone crazy. Look, think about it. Imagine you stab your sister when you're six. You grow up. You kind of have to reflect upon what you did. You feel guilty. You don't mm-hmm. talk for 20 years. Then you escape. You go back to your house. Everything's gone. You, 
You don't know what Michael Myers did. He was probably in that house fucking crying his eyes out just because, you know, you don't see him do something on camera. But it can be assumed there was things wrong with him that he didn't, you know, he couldn't face up to himself, like his sexual repression, his his Mm -hmm. want for murder. Like, why did he, why did his subconscious want that? And then Lori comes up and she drops the keys on his mat. And he's like, he's he's already mad as fuck because he just got to his house and he realized, like, it's not his house anymore. It's just an abandoned house. And you got this girl knocking on his porch. Of course he's going to go try to kill her. He already snapped. He's... He, like, and then you hear, like, a couple scenes later, he broke into a hardware store, mm-hmm. took a mask and some rope. He took a mask, some rope, and knives. And the sheriff's like, it'll be okay. Yeah. That, <laughs> so you see, that's, that, what could it be? What could possibly, see, that's what was good about back in the day. Look, it's all, it's all, like, the subliminal. Like, yeah. everything that, it's, it's really, it's really implicit. It's, it's all done through the actions. Exactly. And the visuals. They don't really, Flashbacks. like, flashback and, like, discuss and all this type of shit, you know? They never flashback. They only say, this happened, yeah. and then they'll go forward. They'll say, 15 years later, yeah. and they don't have flashbacks after that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that... The formulas are all screwed up nowadays. Yeah, for I, I think the current, like, slasher movie mindset is all fucked up like you're trying to go way too deep don't make a slasher movie it's supposed to be entertaining this is gonna sound fucked up but i just want to see some dickhole like 17 year old kids get butchered okay yeah, that's all i want you ever go to a liquor store and some asshole kid like bumps into you and he and he doesn't even say sorry you're like <laughs> and then you just think about like the friday the 13th yeah. movies and you're just like man i wish you were one of those kids <laughs> that just met up with jason's mom so she could have just all like, right listen fbi don't come get us <laughs> We're just talking about movies. Yeah, bro. We're passionate. Okay, that's it. Right. But seriously, yeah, that's how it starts. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but seriously, you know, that's what's missing nowadays. It, it just needs to be more simplistic. You know, like stop with all that like fake deep shit. We don't need all that. Be original. Stop fucking making remakes. Okay, we listed off a lot of good original horror movies of like the past like two decades, but like as time progresses, we see less and less and less of them. We just see shit like Victor Crowley. Ugh. I don't need to see any more of that kind of shit, okay? I need to see original stuff. Bring back the masked killers. You think that's what uh, kind of like was the straw that broke the camel's back on our irritation with the slasher? Genre? I think so. I yeah. think that's when we like started going into like. Yeah. Rants, yeah. Like, yo, we need to talk to someone about this. Yeah. So this is our rant to you guys. But I mean, that's basically how I feel about it. You know, I want to see stuff like Scream again. Actually, so you know, some some gems, Hills Run Red, uh, The Final Girls, Behind the Mask, and actually a lot of those movies now are like meta films. Like you, you they, guys need to see Behind the Mask. It's though, so the Rise good. of Leslie Vernon. It's so good. But they're meta movies. They like it kind of like Cabin in the Woods. So if you've seen Cabin yes. in the Woods, that's exactly exactly the kind of movie that i mean when i say meta okay it's conscious of itself it's conscious of horror culture of old school horror culture basically the whole horror genre in general it's conscious of all that it plays on it behind the mask um you actually like michael and jason and freddie and all them like exist in that world and we just follow like a masked killer around and like learn how he does what he does exactly um, you know, the final girls is kind of that same way. They're like transported through a movie screen into like basically Camp Crystal Lake. It's like a ripoff of it. But, you know, that like cliche like campground with the masked killer with a ha- with a fucking machete kind of thing. So those movies are conscious of themselves. And, you know, I, while I wish that we got more non-meta original stuff... 
you know, those are great movies because now that horror has been around for so long and slashers have been around for so long, they can be conscious of slasher movies like that and they can kind of talk about it. And I think that's definitely a step in the right direction, but we need more original stuff. The Strangers is is doing well because, it, you know, it's bringing back those mass killers. It's, it's bringing back, back stupid just... Stupid people, stupid mistakes. Yeah. Things you should... It tells why, you things why'd you do this? Because you were home. Or why not? Like, that's it. And that's kind of how a lot of old, like, slashers were. Yeah, you it's know? just like, be cautious. That was yeah, like... Exactly. Be smart. But, like, uh, Scream started it with this meta stuff, too. Yeah. So, I like seeing all of that. But Scream in itself was an original concept, a great characters, a great killer, great twists, and all that stuff. So that's what we need to see more of. Stop with the remakes and all that bullshit. Yeah, we don't need remakes. We don't need prequels. I don't give a fuck what this masked piece of sh- murdering shit did in his childhood to justify the <laughs> fact that he's a murderer. Even though I like watching him do his work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even though I like watching him, you know, give people what they deserve. Yeah. He's still a murderer, you know? Yeah. We shouldn't, like... I don't care about his backstory. Yeah. But we always have to know what we, happened we to someone We don't need to feel sorry for him. Yeah. We learned about what happened to Cropsey, but we still knew that he was a dick. And we still wanted to see him get his... Even though he was a cool character. And, yeah. But we need to see more, you know, stuff like that. More good, like, original kills. Fire your writers. Yeah. Fire, Fire your them. writers. You you know the masses hate remakes, and yet every movie, like that's a slasher that's remade. It's it's like when they're thinking about making the movie. Hey, you want to make another Leatherface? Yeah, yeah that's what we should it be <laughs> about. You, you want to do another prequel? Yeah, fuck yeah, let's do another prequel. Like, but it is partly all of our faults too. Stop buying that shit. Stop going to the movies to watch that shit. Stop buying the vod. Stop streaming it. Don't do any of that stuff. Okay, we do it because we have a podcast and we have to review that shit. Yeah, man. But here we are telling you not to go see that shit hey you fucking if you don't like if you hear a movie shit you go stream that shit illegally yeah. <laughs> don't do that no don't do that don't do that but I mean obviously, don't pay for it just don't watch it you're yeah, not we, missing out on we anything we can't tell you what to do if you listen if you want to go see Leatherface we think that's a poor decision yeah. but if you want to do that go for it but if you want to stop seeing shit like this come out of the horror genre then just stop watching that kind I of stuff I think there's okay? more casual fans that's why it's making yeah. so much money cause like that's, that's the thing. Now there are more casual fans because you've had all these remakes and shit basically making everybody a basic movie bitch. Like, you know? I swear to God, like, this is bullshit. Yeah. I think it's just... Yeah, I, agree. I think it's bullshit. And... Yeah. Uh, I don't know why John Carpenter hasn't, like, been interviewed or anything about, like, the state of horror or yeah. anything like that. Even Dick Rosenthal, fuck it, he made Halloween too, right? Yeah. So... We could ask him, too, like, yo, man, what do you think about this? Because, you know, even though Halloween 2 had, like, a poor, poor story. Like, oh, it's his sister. That's why he's after her. Yeah. Oh, he has to kill his whole family? Yeah, that's what he has to yeah. do. <laughs> even though that cinematography was great, they mm-hmm. changed the score around a little bit from the original. It was still creepy. Mm-hmm. It had, like, the eerie atmosphere. Like, you, you didn't see Michael just chasing people down. He, like, you would see him hide behind a door and someone would like walk by stop look around and you'd wonder if he'd kill them or not sometimes mm. he would sometimes he wouldn't yeah so i i think that's just what we need more originality put a little more thought into it but don't overthink your story ideas and your characters and all that stuff just make like a cool mass slasher hills run red that was great there are a lot of other great ones behind the mask leslie vernon of course um just go back to that in the 80s like how many fucking slasher movies from the 80s can you list off a lot if you want a really good like 2000 slasher movie it's sort of cheesy 
But you you will really like it. I'm trying to find it, Barnabas, so you can watch it. Uh, it's called Cutthroat. Uh-huh. So basically, as a movie is getting filmed, people are getting killed on the set. And this is early 2000s. So this is one of the first movies to actually do that. So I saw a movie like that, but I'm not sure if it was called Cutthroat. I think it was called Final Cut. I know what you're talking about. We watched it recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah with th- the this one's different. Yeah, Black this, Masked Killer. This one came out, uh, I think, the same year. Okay. But uh, yeah, if you want to watch a good movie, watch Cutthroat. It's like a classic, like, motive-filled slasher, where the slasher isn't a supernatural entity. He, my bad. He's just some, like, you know, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it kind of comes down to, and that's what it should come down to. Well, that's a good uh, suggestion, Sam. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot you can watch that's good over, like, the past two decades, but it's just been slowly, slowly dying. Um, so, just stop it. Okay, just stop. We want to see more if, movies like we saw from the 80s and the early 2000s. I was mm. going to say, if you are thinking about making a slasher just because you know like a lot of people, like a lot of old heads are going to like just buy it, even the new ones, oh, slasher, scary, mm. people are just, just, you know, if you don't want to let it do good, then let it live. Don't make it die. Yeah. Let it live on as a gem. Don't let it die being a crappy remake and then like after the remake everyone hates the whole fucking series and shit yeah like we need yeah we need 18 remakes per movie we need the same actor in four of them and then for some reason yeah. between those movies we need a different actor playing that same guy like stop it bro yeah. like, but look that's the thing i can list off like probably 30 to 40 like slasher movies from you know the 1980s right like the 80s to 90s how many can you even list off that many from like the past like two decades just off the top of your head like past the year 2000 the only ones i can think of original not sequels yeah original so like first thought out all right so uh, from my recollection uh i know most of you guys haven't seen cutthroat it was very very independent go see cutthroat there was valentine which is post 2000 Mm -hmm. uh American Psycho. American Psycho with Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> the First Strangers. Yeah. Hatchet. Uh, Hills Run Red. There are a couple, like, shorter ones, too. No, I'm trying to think mainstream. I'm trying to... That's why I'm saying, like, it sucks because I can't think of any mainstream. Everything's... everything's well, I mean, just good. in general, like, though. Low-key. Yeah, just in like general, though. Like, slashers, you know? Because, you know, some of those are, like, classics now, and they have become, like, mainstream. The Sleeper was good. The Sleeper. Yeah, I can't even think of that many more off the top of my head right now. I know they're out there, but that's the thing, right? Like, if I was naming off 80s stuff... Like, they're good, but they're not easy. iconic. Right, exactly. They're not cult. Yeah. They don't contribute anything different yeah. that we haven't already seen besides, you know, mm-hmm. have, like, more retro concepts and filmography yeah. and all that stuff. Even, like, right? the stuff that you can think of, like, Scream or, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer, that was, like, late 90s. Yeah. You know, all their 2000 shit would come out in, like, you know, mid... Or, like, there would be, like, sequels. You know, you know? it was a good so, remake, though, Friday the 13th. That's what. That's yeah, all I'll say. Yeah. That did ju- Jason justice, but the ending, fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> ending of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Okay, because how are you going to have Jason just get stabbed, and then you don't throw him in the meat grinder, and then he comes out. You already handed off yeah. the idea for a sequel to this, and who knows if the original director is going to be the one to pick up on this. Yeah. What if someone's trying to get the rights to that? They're like, yo, you got to get it from this guy, and then he... <laughs> 
you know, give someone else the rights, and then now they're making a yeah. Hall- Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah. Now it's by a different director who incorporates all of these shitty modern mm-hmm. slasher concepts into the movie, and then you just go home and you feel sad for spending $7 yeah. on the ticket and then $18 on popcorn and nachos, yeah. when you could have just not wondered if this was going to be a good movie or not. You should have just known because the past, like, 20 slashers that I've watched that came out in the past three years, out of 20, like, three have been good. Yeah. So, those are kind of our thoughts. We could probably talk about this for a long, long time still, but um, we're kind of approaching the end of our time, so we're going to move on to our very last segment here shortly, um, the chopping block. But, you know, let us know what you think about the slasher genre right now. I think there's definitely potential, um, you know, with movies like The Strangers and stuff like that for slasher movies to really come back and not just be dependent on nostalgia, basically, on sequels and, and remakes and shit like that. I think there's potential, um, but with the direction that stuff is going now in the horror community, I don't know. I'm I'm a little skeptical. But hint, hint, directors, be more retro. Hint, hint, directors, be yeah. more retro. Yeah. <laughs> just be original. Be you can be retro. Um, just write a good script. Don't overthink things. That's it. So. We're going to move on to the chopping block. Let us know what you think. Maybe you can give us a few of your favorite slashers, um, especially if you think, if you have a couple like really good slashers that you like, that you think kind of counter our points from the last, I don't know, let's say five years or so. Yeah, prove us wrong. Yeah, prove us wrong. Um, you know, this is completely open to discussion. We love talking with you guys. And this is a very important topic to us. And I feel like to the horror community in general, because a lot of us grew up on 80s slasher movies, like that was basically what got us into it so let us know what you think but right now we're going to close off this episode with the chopping block so this episode's chopping block is going to focus on um, a foreign horror film that came out i think at like the tail end of last year or something like that but um, it's available now through um, streaming services primarily the big one probably amazon prime you can go and rent it but it's uh, the lodgers so the lodgers is set in uh, 1920 in rural, rural ireland so it's it's the english language damn i just realized something what when modern films take place long ago yeah they're better than modern like films that of- take place today a lot of that is a lot of the case the woman in black yeah i was just thinking about that that's the first one that came to my mind i i can kind of agree with that so this is a period um horror film and it's a paranormal film which we were immediately drawn into because of that fact and um the premise is really cool basically it surrounds the this uh, brother and sister who are like mysteriously kept kind of trapped by their house like we see stuff outside of the house but there's this like presence inside of their like rundown mansion basically and they're the only two there which is already weird um and like every night basically just like crazy paranormal shit happens and there's these spirits and they have to the kids have to follow three rules not to 
um I think not to leave the house after midnight or like be in bed by midnight yeah, be in or bed something by like midnight. that. Don't let strangers in the house. Yep. And what was the last one? The last one I think was to never um, let, let let each other be alone or something like that. Yeah. Like to never leave each other alone at all. Um, so they have to follow those three rules or is like something bad will happen. And it keeps kind of like hinting as to like what's going to happen. And we eventually learn that throughout the movie. There was some, there were some flaws. There was some weird shit in this film. Some, yeah, some kind of like taboo a, stuff. A that lot was, of weird shit. Yeah, some right. kind of taboo stuff that was touched upon because I guess like the English uh, like to do this or like the Irish. I don't know. Like to talk about these kind of topics. We're not gonna tell you what it is because it's gonna be a spoiler. But um, there's some weird shit that happens. But overall, I did enjoy. I'll give this you movie. a hint. It's kind of like kissing your sister. <laughs> Oh, I get it. So, there were some flaws, which I can't really talk about that much, um, besides one that I felt... I think it was a movie that was supposed to feel more isolated than it was. Like, I wish it took place more in the house with weird stuff going on. Instead of being, like, out in the world. Like, it just opens the movie up, and it it gives you that sense of hope that I don't want at 30 minutes in the movie. You know, I want to feel dread. I want to feel suspense. And we definitely did get that. Um, so, you know, talking about the things that were good about this movie, I think definitely the atmosphere, the score, it was just a really creepy movie because yeah. this is like gothic paranormal horror movie, which I really like those. Yeah, I, li- I like those as well. But uh, the score right off the bat was great. Like it had that like that really like creepy, like really loud, annoying tone in the background yeah. that gives you this sense of dread. I think it's that one frequency that's supposed to make you freak out. That's what yeah, it sounded like. Probably. That's what it sounded like, but it had this like tone to it and it was just really loud, annoyingly scary. Like yeah, it was yeah. out of that I don't know how else to describe it. Annoyingly <laughs> scary, I guess. Like you just want something to happen because the music is so like yeah. it's like literally you're falling off your bed, you're at the yeah. edge of your seat. Like that's what it makes it seem like. But a uh, thing that I didn't like about this movie I think would also, like you said, uh, the atmosphere in general, like where it takes place. I wish they had, I wish they like spent more time focused, like at least showing the apparitions that were in the movie. Yeah. Because we get like a, we don't get a good look at them until like the last 10 minutes of the film. Yeah, kind of. And only like. They do show up. I think there's, there's these like sporadic moments where we see them, which I, I think are actually really effective, but. I agree. There's just not. It's not enough of that. And sometimes you don't want there to be like. I'm just glad there so was no much jump exposure. Scare. Yeah, there wasn't jump scares, which was great. But you know, a lot of times you don't want there to be so much exposure of like these spirits and stuff like that. Which I get. It builds suspense. It builds terror. But sometimes you just kind of are left wanting for more. And that's kind of how I felt about this movie. But the movie in itself, conceptually and like. Th- the, with the themes that it explores is very similar to the 1961 ghost movie the innocence which i just saw that recently and i loved that movie and it, it has a lot of the same kind of themes these like sexual undertones um and stuff like it's that like strong, isolation strong focus on struggle in this movie yeah um, there was a lot of that in that movie. There's actually a lot of shots in The Innocence that are kind of recreated in this movie, I, I found, since I've watched The Innocence. The Innocence. Um, and, like, with the lake and and all this kind of stuff. So th- there's some really iconic shots in The Innocence um, that are sort of recreated in I've The Lodgers. It. It's really good. It, when you think about, like, paranormal movies, that's, like, one of the ones that 
jumps to mind like right away so this movie was a lot like that film and i think that some of the themes it took in kind of the wrong direction you know like i don't think that it was visualized like exactly that well but i still liked the film it had this really gothic feel it had these supernatural elements and when i think of like a a period paranormal movie this is the kind of movie that i think about and i really like it uh i i also agree on just about every bullet point we were talking about this earlier uh other than the fact that we can't ruin what this movie's about which disturbed me I think that was the only thing I didn't like about them. Yeah. Just that part. It was just fucking strange I, to me. I, I can I can see where you're coming from with that. I like, didn't ruin the rest of the movie. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I was hooked in with the score and mm-hmm. the cinematography right off the bat. But they should have kept the atmosphere darker. Yeah. Like throughout, throughout the, whole the whole movie. Whole Not whole just movie, like yeah. we don't need. Uh, I was gonna. We don't need like four minutes of like fear for every yeah. twenty minutes. <laughs> right. Like, I think if it incorporated like. A lot more scenes where I don't want to ruin it. Damn, how would I say this? Well, where the apparition apparition really isn't fucking with the yeah. main character too much. There was too much of that. There was yeah. too much normal life, yeah, going on. <laughs> I and agree. then like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was pretty long, but yeah, I just think there was like too much like outside in the real world, mm-hmm. like time in the whole movie. Like there, yeah. there should have been like a. Like, just a really minimum amount of that. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you take a movie and, like, that's really weird and bring it to, like, the normal world mm-hmm. and don't make it, like, dark and normal, you give it sunshine and clouds, yeah. and it's going to kind of, like, throw you off. It's like, all right, well, I mean, I guess it calms you down because the movie starts off like, and then you're, like, kind of, so it brings you back to, like, real life. There's, off the first shot, there's, like, you know, there's some hope, I guess. Yeah. At least that's what... I don't know that that's a metaphor I took like when I saw like actual light in the movie right. like but like right off the bat it was just dark and they should have kept it that way for a while like I haven't seen yeah. a movie where it started dark and stayed dark for a while I don't think I've ever seen that like maybe uh yeah. as we go back Black Christmas started off in the nighttime mm-hmm. in the winter time and then you see from the killer's point of view sneaking into the house with the with the really loud vibration playing in the background that one frequency that just fucks with you yeah and then like it's very few moments are centered in like real life places and when they are they'll be centered in like one room with the camera like focusing on the whole room and everyone in it yeah and very briefly too and they would return to the original like feel of the movie like it would be nighttime all of again suddenly like the movies that have like all right 20 minutes of nighttime five minutes of daytime the next day where like normal shit occurs and people prepare to hang out then when they do hang out again it's nighttime again all this yeah. weird shit starts happening i think that's what black christmas did really well it yeah. made it it made it look like the main setting was at this house at nighttime mm-hmm. everything else that was going on between the two days wasn't really like yeah. looked into in depth you know yeah i mean there are horror films nowadays that do that too but it definitely takes place more during like the daytime when shit's not really happening you know it's just like they throw in like this two minutes nighttime shit starts happening and you know things it needs to be scary yeah yeah i agree like very small transitions to the daytime and then go back to the actual atmosphere and the place where the story presents itself like if it's if it starts off in a dark house and like it doesn't change to another scene with a dark house 
you know, where yeah. it's, the killer is stalking someone else or the apparition is haunting someone yeah. else, then there's, like, no point to it, bro. There, there's a lot of... There's too much exposition. You know, things need to be a little bit simpler, I feel. But overall, I think for the verdict for the lodgers... Um, I did enjoy it. I think that you should watch it. Definitely if you can find it for free. If you're going to go the Amazon Prime route, uh, if you want to spend the $7 on it, I would say probably you should only do so if you're like a big fan of paranormal like gothic horror movies like The Innocence, The Awakening, Woman in Black, stuff like that. If you're a big, big fan of those kinds, I think The Lodgers is definitely worth a watch. But if you're like kind of iffy about spending seven bucks on it, I'd wait till it's free. But I mean, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I know there's a lot of fans of like demonic paranormal movies out there, like myself. Like, I tend to prefer those. I know this wasn't really one of. Like, not really demonic. I mean, though, they did have, like, the black eyes and stuff. But no jump scares. Yeah. It had, like, a really good score. And overall was a good movie other than, like, why the things were happening. Yeah. Like, or (laughs) what caused these bad things to happen to these two people. Other than that, it was a good movie. I think... Uh, I think a, it drags itself out a little bit yeah. too long. That's that's how I felt. But I would still watch it and come up with your own opinion because I still haven't like let this movie fully settle because we just watched it. Yeah. But you should watch it. Form your own opinion. Yeah. I don't. So far, I don't know if it's if I feel if it's good or bad. It hasn't like. Yeah, I can't really give like a rating even. Damn, that kind of should tell. Yeah. But... I mean, right now, I like out of six, I'll give it four point five. Okay. That's 4.5 out of 6. I'd, I'd say if I was going to give it like an out of 10, I'd give it a 8. 8? Yeah, yeah. That's, that seems right. I think that's fair. We, we just got to let it sink in because yeah. like we, we finished the movie and then like not too long after we were like, yo, we got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. You got to you gotta let everything sink in. Mm-hmm. Some movies you don't you don't feel the intensity of, mm-hmm. of them like right after you watch them. Right. And that doesn't mean that they're bad. That just means like you still have to process everything. And maybe you didn't, I I don't know, I didn't understand the whole story, like, fully, fully. Mm. Or, like, why the ending happened, why it did. Like, I don't want to spoil the movie. That's why I'm, like, just stammering on. But basically watch this movie and, yeah, watch it. I, would, I wouldn't say good or bad. I would just say watch it. That's yeah. that's how I would form my opinion this week. Just watch it. Yeah. It's not chopped, though. You should definitely Yeah, it's it not out. chopped. It's not chopped. It's, it's good. So, that's our discussion of the lodgers and the chopping block and that's pretty much the end of the episode there i know that this was a bit of a longer episode because we just were we got into some like deep topics about horror like in general like in hollywood and shit like that and you know we talked a lot about it anytime i think about like the degradation of horror (laughs) or slashers it brings up other bullet points that just pop into my head that i have to discuss so that's why i I totally get that but you know we thank you for sticking around with us and we hope that we entertained you and made you think that's really what we want to do you make you have an open mind and really think about this shit if you really love horror so yeah i mean that's pretty much it next week we're gonna come back at you with episode number five yeah so stay tuned for that um as always thank you to sports radio detroit for putting us on and thank you roger castillo yes thank you very much and thank you to all of the listeners as well of course let's keep you know the the downloads the plays going and so we can bring you more grave discussions action um apart from that though i am barnabas 
and I am Samael. And tune in next week to Grave Discussions. <laughs>